This morning's scripture comes from the book of Jonah, chapter 2. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. How shall I look again upon your holy temple? The waters closed in over me. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. As my life was ebbing away, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came to you, into your holy temple. Those who worship vain idols forsake their true loyalty. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will pay. Deliverance belongs to the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to the fish, and it spewed Jonah out upon the dry land. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, TJ. Aloha, beloved family. I am so glad to be worshiping with all of you this morning here in person and online. Uh, My family is so grateful for this opportunity to be here in paradise, to rest in the warmth of God's aloha spirit through each and every one of you and through this beautiful land and the waters of Hawaii. You see, it's been a rough season for my family and I. The past three years have felt like I've been holding our breath and we've just been waiting to exhale. So being here has given us that time and the opportunity to exhale. And maybe some of you may be feeling that way as well. And whatever you may be feeling or carrying with you today, I invite you to bring your whole self here before God and be attuned to what God might be saying to you. Coming out of this present season, I have been feeling lost. Have any of you ever felt lost? I definitely have felt that feeling of being lost many times, especially when it comes to directions. Uh, If you were to ask me how to get somewhere, I would describe to you all the various landmarks and the stores and the things that you might see on your way to wherever you're going. But I would not tell you the names of streets and all that kind of stuff because I'm actually really bad at remembering those things. Thank goodness for GPS and apps like Waze. It saved my marriage. Uh, 
But before we had those things, we would need to rely on maps and compasses, and, and we would need to make sure we listened really carefully to directions that maybe another person might have given to us. So about five years ago, I had the chance to go to Tokyo, Japan, to help a church plant do a week-long summer English camp. And I took along my then seven-year-old daughter, and, and when the English camp was over, we took a few days to explore Tokyo and to do some fun sightseeing things. And so my daughter and I, along with another family, we decided to go check out this Hello Kitty theme park. And the, and the rest of our team was not interested in Hello Kitty like we were. So we, we went, we had a great time, we got back kind of late, and when we got to the house that we were staying at, we discovered that we were locked out of the house. And we were banging on the door, and we were trying to do everything, but, but they didn't hear us, and so we were like, what, what, what are we going to do? So we went and stayed at our friend's house, which is actually, it was walking distance to where we were staying, uh, but, you know, we didn't have anything. All we had was, like, our Hello Kitty stuffed animals. And so we went over to our friend's house, and we went to go sleep there. And then early in the morning, as children do, my seven-year-old daughter started to miss her very prized possession, Bear Bear, which we had left back at the other house because Bear Bear didn't want to come to Hello Kitty land. So despite the early hour, we woke up my friends who were still very groggy with sleep, and I asked for directions because I didn't know how to walk back to the other house. And because I'm not good with directions, I just nodded at whatever she said. And then I tried my best to remember, and we headed out. Uh, so at the time, our mobile phones didn't they didn't work. We didn't have a data plan out there, and, and I couldn't read uh, very many things in Japanese. And after nearly an hour of just walking in what we thought was the correct direction, I had to admit to myself that we were probably lost. Thankfully, my daughter had a really good attitude. She really did. And we, we were going around Japan early in the morning, loudly asking God to help us find our way. That was the theme of our summer English camp. <laughs> and because it was still so early, nobody was out there on the streets, uh, except someone who was out taking this morning jog. And so I happened to have the address of the house we were staying at. So I flagged this man down, and, and I just asked, do you know how to get to this address? Can you read Japanese? And he said, yes. And I was like, great. But you know now I'm very bad at listening to directions. So I nodded as he's telling me, and I smiled, and then I tried to remember where he was saying, go right, go left, go this way, go that way. And then I nodded, and I said goodbye to him, and as soon as he left, I completely forgot everything he said. And so then my daughter and I, we just started walking in the general direction that he had pointed out, and I was starting to feel so lost again. And then it was hot, we were hungry. But after a few minutes, 
I see the man jogging back toward us. And he tells us to follow him. And so for most of the way back to that house, he led us as we hurriedly tried to keep up his pace as he was slowly jogging. And we thanked him profusely. And he ran off into the other direction. And we walked toward the familiar site of our house. At that moment that I had set out, I was standing at a crossroads many times over, actually. Should I walk to the right or should I walk to the left? Should I walk over that bridge or or stay on this other path? I had to make decisions all along the way at each of the crossroads in hopes that it would lead me back home. And here, at this point in this season, I find myself at a similar place, similar crossroads, trying to figure out, where do I go from here? And asking myself, where am I right now? Which way is home? And which way is God asking me to go now? And here in our scripture reading today, that TJ read for us, we find Jonah at the crossroads, except he is in the belly of a fish. You see, God asked Jonah to go and let the Ninevites know that they needed to repent, and Jonah made a choice at that crossroad. He chose to go in the opposite direction. And much like Jonah, some of us might be standing at a crossroads, Maybe significant things happened to us that made us realize we wanted to make a change. Maybe there was a change in our health, or there was a loss of a loved one, or there was a birth of a new family member, or a new milestone reached, or maybe like Jonah, We have been swallowed up by what feels like a metaphorical big fish. Whatever you might be facing now or have been facing, we are here now. In this particular moment, in this particular time. And from this moment, in this present moment, we look at the past for understanding and remembrance, but we also look forward in faith for what we cannot yet see. In the words of author Helen Sapero, she says this, the present always stands between memory and hope. And so we find Jonah in this moment, in his present reality of being in the belly of a big fish. So let's sit with Jonah at this present moment, just for a little bit. Many biblical scholars and commentators will say that this is a prayer of thanksgiving. And I want to add here that I believe it's more than that. I think it's actually Jonah looking back and having hope for the future. I think it's Jonah standing at a crossroads, thinking about where he is headed next. Jonah sees that him being in the belly of this fish, it was actually how God rescued him from certain death after being thrown into the stormy sea. 
And in Jonah's prayer, he remembers God, how God rescued him, as well as the reality of what happened to him, what he did, how he was feeling, and who God is. And Jonah ends his prayer by saying, but I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Deliverance belongs to the Lord. You see, I believe that Jonah is simply grateful for the fact that God did not let him drown in the sea. And let's consider for a moment that Jonah realized that he was delivered from death in the sea because of the fish that swallowed him up. And so for our writer and for Jonah, the ocean and the sea, they were places of chaos. It was considered the abyss, a place of darkness. And in gratitude for seeing who God is and remembering that God is a compassionate and merciful God, Jonah gives thanks and even promises that he will pay what he has vowed or or will go do what God had wanted him to do. And at the end of the chapter, the great fish vomits Jonah out onto the land. So it may seem like the message here is that we need to be grateful about who God is and, and to obey God because we can't escape it. Well, actually, I'd like to propose something a little different. Maybe the message here is not only about being grateful. It's not only about being grateful about who God is or, it, or about obeying God, but it's also about being and living in a world that doesn't make sense and still loving God and loving God's people. It's about doing the work of healing in this world even while our wounds are still open. It's trusting God's purpose while in the midst of disaster and ruin. You see, Jonah's Prayer was not only remembering the good things or the good times of his life. It also detailed his anguish and complaints. It detailed his present moment. Jonah was at a crossroads and he was taking a closer look at where he was. And when we stand at the crossroads, we can take a closer look at where we are and where God is leading. And so in order for us to do that, we are going to actually use a spiritual practice tool. And it's a personal compass, and I invite you at this time to join me in this practice. So if you have a piece of paper, a notebook, or journal, or you can even trace it with your finger and imagine it in your mind. So you're going to make a big circle, like the one that's up on the screen, and then you're going to divide it into four quadrants. North, east, south, west. And in the middle of your big circle, you're going to draw a smaller circle. And you're actually going to just leave that space open. 
So, but if you would like later on or even now as, as we're doing this, you can draw in that little space or color or put pictures or whatever else you might see in your head or images that come to your mind that might help you to express what you see in each of the different directions. So you can use the four quadrants and in the very middle, you can even use like, where are you right now? And you can draw things in there or write words in there. We're going to start by looking at the south. And this is the direction of creativity, imagination, spontaneity, and play. Ask yourself in this moment, where do I feel creativity being called forth? What do I really long to do or be? How do I nurture myself? And what are the things that I am passionate about? I wonder what Jonah would have put here. Maybe he would have put here that he was passionate about God. He remembers God in his prayer here and says, those who worship vain idols forsake their true loyalty. He was really committed. And one of the beauties of standing here in the south at the crossroads and looking this way is that we can remember, just like Jonah. And this is important because we want to lean forward into God's present and God's future. And in order to do that, we need to do Psalm 37.4. Yeah, I made that into a verb. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So we need to practice Psalm 37.4. But what are those desires? What do you want? If you don't know, how can you delight? What does it even mean to delight in God? Take a moment to think about that. Now we're gonna look to the east. And this is where the sun rises from and it's the perspective of new beginnings. Ask yourself, what light is beginning to appear on your horizon? What am I being asked to take a hold of in a new way? Where am I being called to embrace something? What areas of my life need change or transformation? You see, beginnings can be really small and seemingly insignificant, just like the small bud of a plant. And sometimes when other things are being demanded in our life, we might miss it. So you got to look carefully. you got to pay close attention and do so thoughtfully as you consider what you might be seeing in the eastern direction. Jonah was being asked to go to a people that he normally would not have gone to. They were the enemies of the Hebrews. And sometimes, like Jonah, we are stuck. 
We're caught in a particular way of doing or being or clinging to that one perspective. And when we stand at the crossroads and are willing, we can be available to God to move in the ways that God wants us to move. And we aren't only attached to that which is our past or to the futures that only we have imagined, but what God has in store for us. What is God and the Holy Spirit stirring in you? We need to let go of those things in order for us to fully flourish in the ways that God wants us to. And so now we look to the west in the direction of the setting sun. And this is where we see where there might be some endings where we might need to let go. So ask yourself, what maps are no longer working for my life? What, or perhaps who, needs to be released and let go? What beliefs or attitudes or patterns do I need to die to? Where is deep healing needed and what areas of my life need change or transformation? Our East and our West are often very closely related and sometimes in order to receive or become new, we need to let go. We can see the day as limitations or we can see them as gifts. How did Jonah see this situation of being swallowed in the fish? And I want us to consider that maybe Jonah actually saw this as a gift. It was a rescue from certain death in the sea, which might be why the writer of Jonah decided to include this psalm of thanksgiving here in Jonah too. When we look at the past and we consider the future, what difference do you think it would make if we chose to see those givens as gifts and not as limitations? Despite the difficulties and the losses that my family experienced throughout this ongoing pandemic, we also relished in the slower pace of life. And we did our best to receive and use that gift of time that we normally wouldn't have. It has definitely given me the practice of pausing to check in with my own attitude and perspective, especially when difficulties arise. Now let's move to the north. It is, after all, the key to a compass or so I'm told. <laughs> it points the way that helps us to be aligned and to understand where the other three directions are. It's the North Star that guides us. And so we're gonna ask ourselves this as we stand from this vantage point looking north, who is it that deeply loves me and guides me? 
What are the images or pictures of God that nurture and sustain me? Is there a story of grace or salvation from the Bible that animates me? Are there stories from my life that are central to my understanding of God? Or is there a story that brings clarity to my own life? Who are my spiritual guides? Who are my deepest friends? Take a moment and reflect and look at your four quadrants of your compass. This might be a hard question. But will you and can you allow God to love you just as you are right now? God gave you this particular life in this particular moment. God gave Jonah a big fish at that particular moment. You see, God wants to love you just as you are. And God loved Jonah just as he was. Maybe it was that idea that gave Jonah the willingness and the fuel to say to God, the vow I made, I will fulfill it. Take a moment to let God's love wash over you and rest right here in the present. Now let's look at that center circle. What would it mean to you to put a yes at that center and then commit to all the directions of your life to God's love? Are you willing and able to say yes to living with God in your whole self? Your heart, your mind, your body. If you are able, then put a yes or a symbol of your yes in that center. And if you are not able, I want you to know where you might still be struggling and, and consider why you might be struggling. Because that's okay. God loves you just as you are. So commit that to God and ask for God's unconditional, transforming love to be lavished over you in real and tangible ways. Out of Jonah's distress, God answered him and loved him just as he was. And I want to remind you that God also loves you just as you are in this present moment as your whole self whether you're, you are lifted up in joy or while you are in the depths of the deep, 
every direction you look, God is there. And we can be confident of that. As our scripture says to us today, deliverance belongs to the Lord. So beloved family of God, I invite you at your discretion to please stand and will you do this prayer with me? This is a prayer that has been adapted from the Lakota tribe's prayer to the four directions. And as we pray in each direction, I invite you to turn your body to that direction with the north facing forward. And so the east will be to your right and the west to your left and so forth. So let's pray this together. Creator God, Thank you for today's sunrise, for the breath and life within us, and for all of your creations. Hear our prayer and honor our prayer. As the day begins with the rising sun, I turn to the east. Let me have eyes as sharp as yours so I'm able to see truth and hope on the path I have chosen. Guide my step. And give me courage to walk the circle of my life with honesty and dignity. As I turn to the south, help me to remember to love and feel compassion for all humankind. Help me to walk my path with joy, love, and aloha for myself for others and all in your creation. Show me it is right for me to make decisions with my heart, even if at times my heart becomes hurt. Help me to grow and nurture my self-worth in all ways. And as I turn to the West, bring healing to the people I love and to myself. Bring into balance the physical, mental, and spiritual so I'm able to know my place on this earth in life and in death. Heal my body, heal my mind, and bring light, joy, and awareness to my spirit. And as I turn to the north, help me to surrender as each day passes with grace the things of my youth. Help me to listen to the quiet and find serenity and comfort in the silences as they become longer. Give me wisdom so I am able to make wise choices in all things which are put in front of me. And when time for my change of world has come, let me go peacefully without regrets for the things I neglected to do as I walked along. My path. If you would like, you can remain standing or you can sit down. But please receive this prayer as a blessing to you today. Let's pray this together. God, who is compassionate, merciful, and loving, we thank you for this present moment as well as for the moments in our past and for the moments in our future. Wherever we look, you are there to guide us, to heal us, 
to nurture us, to sustain us, to transform us, and to stir in us with the Holy Spirit because of the great love you have for each and every one of us. Bless our lives as we honor that truth and live out your witness to your unending love. Amen.